The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beal. Our show is a health show, a lifestyle show, and an empowerment show rolled into one. Get ready to hear some stories of success, healthy living tips, and suggestions to get motivated and live your best life. Now, here is your host, Ann Beal. Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beal. I'm Ann Beal, and my guest today is Penny Rackley. Penny is a life coach and public speaker, and she's an author. And she was voted Best Personal Coach of Denton County and is currently writing a coaching workbook. I had Penny on my show um, July 29th. If you want to go back and hear all about Penny, we did a lot of stuff on her background. So you can really get to know Penny if you go back to the July 29th episode. But today, we are going to talk about releasing the past. All of us have regrets, but it's hard to move on to a better life when we keep revisiting the past over and over and things that we've done. If you are ready to move on to some new opportunities, then listen with Penny and I today as we discuss four important steps to releasing the past and how to choose our next move with intelligence and confidence. Welcome to the show, Penny. Thank you so much, Ann. It's great to be back. Well, I am glad that you chose this topic today. Why did you choose releasing the past? Because so often I meet with fiercely intelligent, beautiful, fun clients who are trapped in the past. And all they need is a little bit of a boost, a little bit of help to get on with the rest of their lives. What can be great lives if they can um, get out of their own heads and get out of some past mistakes or even out of the negativity of their current life? Well, and I think that for you, when you see these people, you know that the potential they can have if they just let that go. Absolutely. And I know that you want that for my listeners today. Yes. Okay. And you're going to actually tell them how to do that? Yes. Okay. Well, um, you have some own personal experiences I know you were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the illustration I love to give from my own life, um, it's a fairly simplistic one, but I think it tells the story for most of us. My oldest son, Mason, is 19, and when he was 18, he was new to driving because he'd had some health issues and wasn't able to do driver's ed along with his peers. And so he got his learner's permit, and about that time, uh, my my in-laws gave him sufficient money to buy his first car. And so my husband and Mason, one Saturday afternoon, decided they were going to go shop for that car. And they got into Jeff's paid-for, high-mileage vehicle. Uh Uh-huh. What was that vehicle? It was, uh, (laughs) I don't even, 90-something Toyota Sequoia. Big, heavy car. Let me just say while I'm asking, because Penny drives a Porsche, and your husband (laughs) drives. Uh, Well, he still drives this car sometimes. What does he otherwise drive? He drives a Lotus. He drives a Lotus Elise. I'm just putting it in perspective. Yeah. It's it's his other girl. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they got in uh, the Sequoia, and Mason was going to drive because he needed practice. He was he'd only been driving really about three weeks. They get in for this big shopping day, and Mason plows directly into the big metal basketball goal in our driveway, right off the bat. And he gets out of the car, and he throws the keys down on the driveway and says, what is wrong with me? I am a terrible driver. And in his mind, he was defined for life. That's it. I am a terrible driver. Have you seen that in him, that he said that for a while after? He did for a while after. And uh, it wasn't until he he was forced to get more practice and see within himself that that was just a one-time mistake hopefully, 
<laughs> that uh, it took practice for him to realize that did not define him. That one mistake didn't define him. And with you with his mom, you wouldn't have let that define him, right? You know, actually, you I, uh, I allowed his dad to take care of most really? of that. <laughs> yes, yes. Can't you see, because your husband loves to race his, his Lotus, yes, can't you does. see him have a son that goes, I'm never going to drive again? It didn't. We, we had that discussion, and it wasn't, a, it wasn't going to be an option. Well, and there are people who hang on to their past. And in and, and their past, they don't realize that, it, and they repeat the past, like they'll repeat why they're stuck, and they'll blame it on something in the past. And I had a lady the other day saying, you know, I can't because I've never done that before. Um, and my mom has always told me in the past when I was young that I couldn't do that. That's right. And I, I said, but why does any of that matter? Do you want to be like your mom? No. Do you want to stay in the past stuck? No. Then just do what you want. And she's like, okay. It was a weird. <laughs> it was the easiest statement and then she's like, yeah, I should just do it, you know, and then she did. And it's like, um, you know, somebody was saying they can't sit up, like I can't do a sit up or I can't. And you go, yes, you could. You can do a sit up. If your child was about to fall over, you would you sit would up would do that fast sit up. and grab That's that right. sit up. And so do the sit up and they'll be like, okay. And then they do it, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I remember so well, I gave a talk similar to this to a crowd um, about a year ago and during the talk, there was a woman in the audience who was, her eyes were on fire. I was a little bit afraid. And after I was finished, she stalked up to me and said, I need, I need a session. When is the next time we can meet? And so we made a session, and it turned out that she was a convicted felon. And she'd served her time. She'd done everything she needed to do. She was free to live her life. And, of course, when she went to apply for jobs and professionally, she told her employers about her past. But she was allowing her personal and private life to be overtaken by this negative past. And um, she's, again, another terrific example of someone who learned how to move beyond that. She was so beautiful and smart and funny and hardworking, and all she had to do was allow herself to leave that past behind to have an incredible future. Well, and, and you've talked about people who lead when they meet somebody. They lead with their past regrets. They Almost lead like a with, calling card. Yes. Uh, I was divorced, and then my husband had an affair. And, you know, and so they say that over and over and over, and you know they haven't gotten past it because they keep repeating it as though they're living it. And, um, and so on today's show, we want to help. People move beyond that and uh, beyond their regrets and their flaws and not be defined by them anymore. Uh, that's right. That's right. And the, the truth is every single one of us has something in our past that we'd like to overcome. We'd like to move beyond, whether it's being a child of an alcoholic or uh, violent uh, home life or being chronically ill or absorbed in abusive relationships. I can tell you from my own personal experience, I learned uh, when I, well, 15 years ago, after the birth of my second child, I learned that I have multiple sclerosis. And I remember so well the doctor telling me the symptoms you have probably won't go away. They might come and go, but some of them are going to stick with you. And and thinking, well, this is the new me. I'm a sick person now. Now, I'm kind of broken. Mm. And this is my new life. And it wasn't long after that that I had to make the choice. Is that going to be the new me? Is the new me going to be defined as a sick lady? So when I meet you, Anne, at a party or at yoga or at the grocery store, is that what I'm going to lead with? I want to lead with, she's a great coach. She's a fun mom. She likes to play the piano. There's a whole lot of things I want prioritized above the truth, but it's a part of me that I don't want to highlight my illness. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, you know what's funny about that is that I didn't even know that. I didn't know that you had MS. Um, and so my husband and I were talking about that, that, um, 
we didn't even know that about you. We remember in when we met you in one of the coaching trainings that you were saying you had been sick. Um, and then you quickly moved on to, you told us a little bit about your son being mm-hmm. sick. And then we never heard anything really about it since then. We've heard about your son every now and then, but not you. And so I, I you know, have have a family member who has MS. And you are nothing like them in that you really aren't defined by it at all. And I think that people choose what they tell people about themselves. What they don't realize is they hear it first. When they speak, their ears hear it first. And so they're repeating over and over the definition to themselves of who they are. And it's interesting when you hear about people who've been diagnosed with cancer. Dr. Wallach tells the story of this Eskimo Inuit who came down to the lower states to visit family and was here for a couple of years and then eventually started feeling sick in his stomach and then he got diagnosed with stomach cancer. And so they told him he had like a year to live. And so he wanted to go back and be with the rest of his family back in Alaska. So he went back up there and kept thinking he was going to die. And when he went back up there, he changed his diet back to what they had there, which isn't any processed food. You know, it's seal blubber and seal meat and well blubber and well meat. And they don't have any of the processed food. No Pringles. Nothing (laughs) like that. And so he kept, he apparently, that one of their traditions is they had, went ahead and had the coffin made for him. Yes. So, because they thought he was going to be dying. And to this day, he's never died. And so he lived that life for the first year. And he said, a little bit more, a little bit less the second year. And eventually by the fifth year, he had him take the coffin away. Wow. And so part of it is, is they can, you know, when they tell you something's going to, the doctor defined you, you could have gone by that because there are, you know, they'll say this will happen and then that'll happen and then that'll happen. And they tell your whole future with that and you're defined by that. And there are lots of people that go, no, first of all, I know God can do a miracle and God can heal me. Um, And I am going to go forward and do everything I can and live my life the way I want to live it and not be defined by that. But, but I think that when you look into people for the things that they think about, like I always pick horrible men. I I never pick a good Mm -hmm. guy. Everyone in my family. um, We're all divorced. We're all losers in love. Yes. And so they do, whether they realize or not, like say someone's family member has Alzheimer's. Well, they constantly worry and they believe that it runs in their family and they're going to get Alzheimer's, right? Again, you're defining who you are. But those aren't as hard for people who are listening as it is for their regrets. Yes. When we talk about regrets. Yes. I think the best way to move on as far as talking about the regrets is just to say the first step in releasing your past is admitting to yourself. I like, personally, I'm a lister, I'm a writer, and I like to make lists. And I think it's very powerful to write out for yourself what it is you are ready to walk away from. That is the first step. Tell yourself the truth. I don't want to be the hot-tempered person anymore. I don't want to be the first one drunk at every party. That's been my reputation in the past, but my future is not going to be that any longer. So step one, really define what you want to move on from and let go of. Correct. Good. Correct. Um, I will say Mason, back to his car accident, he didn't want to be defined, of course. He didn't want to be defined as a sloppy, terrible, reckless driver. He did really, truly feel like one. And just because you feel like you're stuck in it, doesn't mean this isn't worth a try. Go ahead, write it out. Be brave enough to say, this is what I truly want to let go of. Well, and I know that people, I can't tell you how many times, somebody who got their GED instead of a diploma, that's what they say to me. Well, I'll say, you know, you could really do this. And they'll, I don't know, I didn't even, I didn't even graduate from high school. And I'll be like, what? Well, I got a GED. And I will tell them, and I'll tell them, okay, my question is, why are you telling me that? Because that is a diploma. It's a general diploma. There's three different kinds of diplomas for high school. No one asks what kind of diploma you got. There's the advanced, and there's the regular, and there's the GED. Nobody asks you why you keep saying that about yourself. 
Right. Right? Because it doesn't matter to anyone except you because you've defined yourself as not being complete. Not good enough. Not good enough, yes. Mm -hmm. And so whatever it is you want to move on from, yeah, just write it down. That's what I want to do today. I'm going to let go of that. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two. The second step, before we can go on to our bright new future, if we're going to give ourselves the best possible chance, we have to, and I'm talking about me too, by the way, when I say we, You and I have to look at what we learned from our mistakes in the past. Look at the knowledge. We spend so much of our lives. um, Let's say your mistake is, is bankruptcy. You have spent a lot of pain and anguish and worry over that mistake. Before you let it go, before you walk forward toward being debt free, We and you must examine the mistakes you made that got you in this spot so that you can glean the wisdom from it and the knowledge. That is is resilience, is the ability to look at what went wrong and tell yourself the truth about it. And the illustration I love to use is the Olympic skaters. I only watch ice skating during the Olympics. And you've seen them. They're out there in the arena. Everybody's watching. They're so beautiful and perfect. And they jump up to do that triple axel. And one of them inevitably falls smack in the middle of everybody on their butt. And what do they do? Do they get up and take off their skates and throw them across the arena and say, I'm just a terrible skater and I'm not doing this anymore. And they go home and sit on the couch and eat Haagen-Dazs. That is not what they do. They probably want to. They probably think about it. But the champions, the people that are uh, good enough to be in the Olympics, listen to the music, finish their program, pretend like they didn't fall on their butt in front of everybody, and then they do three things. They get off the ice and they carefully examine what it was that caused them to fall. Maybe they watch the movie over and over again, the film of the fall with their coach. And then they strategize on how not to make that mistake again. And lastly, they move on to the next competition. They don't give up. And I think that's such a terrific example for us in how to be champions of our own life. What, and what's so interesting is often, you know, if you think about the ice skater or even the football player, the pro football player or even college players, they do. They review the film with their coach or a trainer or someone, and they review it together and they give them tips on what it is they did or how to fix it. But eventually, the more that happens and people guide them, eventually they can do it themselves. And so when you think of someone helping you review what happened, as long as it's people you can trust that are not harmful with their words, because that can just get you more down, um, to just do what we call, you know, um, just a critical analysis and, um, just review and then get up and go on again. And that truly is what, when I have everyone on, when they talk about failure, they say the only failure, the true failure is when you stop and you give up. That is the only true failure. Otherwise, it's just opportunity. And wisdom, gaining more and more information and wisdom about how to do better next time. And what not to do. Right. You know, and um, so it's it's so cool. I I think that when you think of people that... um, when they're trying to be brave enough to admit to themselves that they're ready to let go of it and then to analyze it so, so they'll know what to do next, that they really usually carry pain from that. That's what makes them want to move on. Right. And so, you know, if you want to start with something that causes less pain or something that causes more pain, just pick one. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I would I would say pick the one that causes the most pain. <laughs> that would be my opinion. Um, and just say, closely analyze it. And, um, you know, I, I told Penny, she said, well, you can use one of your examples of some mistakes you made. And I went, uh, hmm. She said, I'll pass. Thank you. <laughs> I said, uh, no, not that one. Uh-uh. <laughs> and no, 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 not that one. And so, you know, I think it's funny that I, um, I tend to accept things without thinking them through. And I had a friend that needed me to do a fundraiser for them on KERA. And I was like, sure. Well, I did have a friend mention that I didn't know how to use teleprompter. Well, I didn't think it looked that hard. 
<laughs> and so I do say that. How hard can that be? That can't be hard. I say that all the time, right? And so the good thing about my husband, and that was a very funny day. It was because I did it and everyone I knew was watching. And I, it was hilarious, let me just say. So um, my husband helps me since I've been married think through things, right? And that's what I have learned is to listen to other people, right? And have get their evaluation of, but it's people that I trust that know my skills and those, mm-hmm. know my abilities. And um, so when you're reviewing how to not make the mistake next time, you know, and that's the biggest lesson that you can learn um, is to be able to say, I know how not to do that now. Right. right. And to, in order to do that, you really do need to be able to subtract your emotion from it and look at your life objectively and and tell yourself the truth if your problem has been debt the truth is you probably need to avoid credit cards altogether and stick to using a debit card in cash if your past that you want to get get beyond is never having graduated from college then look at the truth you work best with a tutor or a coach, or somebody that helps you stay on task and manage your deadlines. If you have trouble with your weight and you know that that's where you want to work, look at the truth. Tell yourself the truth. Maybe it's that alcohol triggers your cravings for carbs and wrecks your willpower, and that's what you need to avoid. Uh, Mason, with his driving, the real truth was he learned, the wisdom he learned from that experience was not that he's a terrible driver, but that he always, 100% of the time, needs to look behind him before he backs up. Because, here's the punchline, Jeff had disabled the backup beeper oh, because he, dri- he has a trailer that he uses. Okay. So there was the lesson. What? Okay. <laughs> you had a backup beeper. You know, it's awesome. It just didn't. It didn't get used. No. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny? Because when you said that, my first thought was, okay, I don't really back up like that anymore. I always turn around. I've learned to turn around. If I can, I will he, turn around. He learned to turn around too <laughs> yeah, that day. Yeah. That was his wisdom. Yeah, and so that's that's really it's really helpful. And I think, you know, part of it when you think about regrets in your past, um, learning to let them go, learning to forgive yourself is um, one of the best things that you can learn that you are going to make mistakes. You are going to make so many mistakes. So many mistakes. And if you fall either literally or figuratively, fall down into the couch with the Haagen-Dazs and give up, there, there really is no chance that you're going to move on. There's none. We have to get up, tell ourselves the truth, forgive ourselves and then the next three the next two steps happen at the second half of our show well and, and I do think that people tend to mm, more than I mean don't you know don't pick on hagen Doss. it's so awesome no I love no. it that the reason <laughs> no I'm just kidding, that I'm just I love kidding. it I was like wait not hagen Doss. um but they cocoon they also cocoon yeah. in bed um and, you know, I know guys who do that, so I'm not only talking about women. They'll, they'll just cocoon in the blankets and they'll sleep the or they'll lay there, right? They'll, you know, watch TV and they'll play video games and they just kind of give up because they think that they can't do it or they think that um, they're just really afraid that they're going to mess up again. And so for them, failure is too much. that they, And they believe that they probably will. And, and then you'll have people that try to be helpful, that be like, oh, my gosh, why don't you finish college? You've only got one more year. Why don't you do this? Or why What's don't wrong you do with that? you? What, oh, gosh. And so <laughs> it just keeps them down, right? And so if you can just start piece by piece doing what Penny says in those four steps, let's repeat them real quick. Number one. We've talked about the first two steps so far, and that is to just admit out big and loud to yourself very specifically what you're ready to let go of. And then number two is um, learning from the mistakes you've already made. Right. And how would they do that? Evaluating? Evaluating the truth. The The truth truth of how they got where they are. Yes. And being willing to, you know, just look at it and um, not be afraid to look at it Mm -hmm. and then know that tomorrow is awesome. Right. And so you just start 
redoing. It's almost like I was talking to my husband about being able to push a reset button. <laughs> but if you could push reset, where would you reset to? Like a computer. You mm-hmm. reset your computer to a certain time. And everyone could think of that. I used to kid around saying, how well, I'd go so far back, I'm not sure. Because every time I'd reset, i think, oh, I need to reset again and reset again. <laughs> but um, truly, instead, instead of doing that, you can reset today. You can push the reset button to just change your life today That's by right. making a decision that you're going to start doing the things that Penny tells us today. And when we get back from break, we will have you go on to the next two. That's right. Okay. We'll see you right back here at Living Well with Penny. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Life Solutions Coaching and Counseling in Fort Worth, Texas is a full-service wellness clinic providing individual, group, and family counseling, one-on-one coaching for life and wellness, and naturopathic treatments of medical massage therapy combined with essential oils to ensure you reach your health and wellness goals. Sessions are available in person or by phone. Get started on your new life today. Just call 817-232-1363 or go to LifeSolutionsCoachingAndCounseling.com or email them at LifeSolutions.com cc at yahoo.com success starts here voiceamericaempowerment.com it's your world you are listening to living well with ann beal we'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show please send us an email to a b living well at gmail.com that's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. This is Ann Beal, and this is the show Living Well. And I have Penny Rackley here today, life coach in Denton County. Penny and I have been talking about releasing the past. And um, Penny has shared with us that you know how to get rid of those regrets and disappointments that tend to define us. People will repeat them over and over. I'm divorced, or you know, my husband had many affairs, or I, I have never a hot got temper. Oh, I have a hot temper. That is I a just really do. Good, yeah, I, that's who I am. I didn't know that about you. No, no, I, that they'll I just don't. say that, or um, you know, I, I I don't think things through. Or oh, how about I am impulsive? My whole family is overweight. We always are. Yeah, that's who. That's what we are. We're all smokers. <laughs> We're all just can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and um, you know, I work on. My eating, no, I work on eating. <laughs> I work on eating well, you know, and, and really work at that. And so, you know, I think that to say that my family, they're all big, would be just it would take all the burden off of me so that I would never have to work on it because it is hard. Correct. You know, and Oprah was totally serious when she said, I've tried everything. It's exercise and nutrition, actually watching what you eat mm-hmm. and exercising. And so... We all have regrets and disappointments. So you are helping us know how to release ourselves from defining ourselves as though we are those regrets, mm-hmm. right? And living there. And you can talk to people. You can tell if they're living in that bitterness or that anger or in that disappointment. Um, because if you live there, you don't really believe in yourself to become the person that you're, a, you know, that you're not happy with. And so you've taken us through Two steps so far. That's right. Um, why don't you tell us what they are? The, the two steps we've already <laughs> discussed are that you need to name specifically what it is you're ready to walk away from. And the second one is before you walk away from your disappointment or the negative aspects of your life that you're ready to leave, you need to very specifically name what it is you've learned from that bad experience or from that negative experience. Uh, What I have learned from MS is that I wish I didn't have it, but I do. That is the truth. And if I'm going to live the kind of life I want, I have to take responsibility for myself. What I would like to do is pretend like it's not true. That's my favorite thing to do. It's just pretend like I don't have it. But that means I don't take responsibility for my own health. Which means you don't take your medicine. Which means I lose capability, Mm -hmm. which is just the truth. Right. And so for you to be responsible and not avoid, 
and just pretend. If you just pretended you would harm yourself, you would get sicker and sicker and sicker. That is the truth. But by taking, by, by looking at it truthfully and knowing what you need to do, then you do what? I exercise regularly even if I wake up and I don't feel like it. And I get an injection once a week of medicine that doesn't necessarily make me feel terrific the next day. So did you used to not do that? There have been times when I've blown it off and pretended like I didn't need to do it and kind of crawled onto that couch figuratively and um, let go of my responsibilities, and they've come back to bite me. I have learned the hard way, and I know now that's not the person I want to be. And if I'm going to be a healthy, vibrant, um, ambulatory person... I have to tell, I have to be resilient and own up to the facts. And that is that I have to take care of myself. When did you get diagnosed with MS? When, uh, 15 years ago. But I know I've had it at least 20 years. That is unbelievable because you drive this Porsche that is a standard, right? <laughs> yes. You just cracked me up. Because <laughs> that's why it's so hard for me to see you like that. And, um, and I told you I didn't know that you had that. So pretty incredible because I've known you a long time. Yeah. Um, for most people, being able to analyze what the mistakes that they've made and then critically, uh, logically, rationally, with a almost like an eagle eye, evaluate that. Like a football player, we talked about that, the way they analyze the film, or an ice skater. Evaluate where the mistake was made. If you need to get help to know how to correct it, and then you correct it. And you move on. And you've mentioned before, especially in your writing, about emotional resilience. And that is being an emotionally resilient. Yes. Uh, To be emotionally resilient, I know I have used this word already too many times in this broadcast. (laughs) It's it's something all of us, many of us struggle with, is fooling ourselves. We fool ourselves into... Uh, believing that we can back up without looking over our shoulder. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Believing that we're going to wake up and not want to smoke anymore. Believe that we can quit drinking without going into rehab. Mm -hmm. Believe that we can keep with our same crowd uh, and still find that nice guy. We fool ourselves. Well, and, and, or even just, you know, tell the same story because it's a good story, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I have some really great stories, and I, I make sure not to tell them, right? Because right? I, I got to the point one day, and I went, I don't want to tell that story anymore, and I don't. And I don't mm-hmm. mention it at all because um, I, I thought, you know what? I'm past that. I'm not that person anymore. Uh, that did happen to me. And who cares? I've mm-hmm. moved on. And so I think that sometimes stories are great. They're just so great, and you get in the habit of telling them. You just, somebody asks what happened, oh, and they're like, oh, wow, whoa, I can't believe that, right? And so, but why are you telling that? You don't want to stay there. Mm-hmm. And so my advice, Penny's advice would be stop telling them. Choose to move on. Learn from them and choose to move on. Because no matter how good of a story it is, there's a better story That's right. coming. That's coming up. And I tell you, and I never would have been able to imagine to write it, what's happened to you or to me. You know, and it's like you look back and you think, wow, whoa, whoa. I'm Can glad we it? left our old stories <laughs> behind. I am too. I'm so <laughs> glad about that. Okay. So you have told us the first two steps. And yeah. then you said, number three, called you call out what you want to move on from. So yes. how is calling out what you want to move on from different than no. number one? The next step is to say what it is you do want next. Okay, gotcha, okay. That's what it what is we, you do want. Right, and this also takes courage. So name what you want. Very specifically, name what you want. I want to be a non-smoker. I want to live in a house with no violence. I want to weigh X. We're not going to say what X is 
right now. <laughs> <laughs> or I want to look toned. Correct. Yeah. I want to fit in this specific skirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be sober. I want to be a sober parent. Think critically. Think honestly and write it out. Again, write it out for yourself. Put it up on your bathroom mirror. Put it next to your bed when, so you can see it when you wake up in the morning. This is who I am now. This is who I want to be. I, for myself, I want to be a strong, healthy, brave survivor with a life that is bigger than my disease. Mason, my son, wants to be a reliable, confident, safe driver, right? Yes. <laughs> we yes. all want that. And you that want that for him. <laughs> right. I'm yes. sorry, I couldn't help that. It's funny and true. <laughs> it's funny and true. Yeah, so how old is he now? He's 19. He's a terrific driver. I know. I, I would think. The reason he's a terrific driver is his sweet, patient dad shoved him back in the car. <laughs> yeah. Shoved him back in the car and made him practice until he had the confidence to do it himself. Sometimes we have to shove ourselves back into the car. So can I get a little personal with you? Go for it. When I met you, okay, oh, do you remember no. when I met you? It's a long time ago. Yes, I She do. was too afraid. You were training, beginning. You were beginning the first class to be a life coach. Yes, ma'am. And I remember when we were talking about speaking, all the things you could do as a life coach, and you were just little eyes were like, Rat, headlight, rabbits, what are they called? <laughs> Rabbit in the headlights. Deer in the Deer headlights. In the- <laughs> and so, so that cracks me up. Deer in the headlights. <laughs> you looked terrified and you go, I am just, I am, I'm much more comfortable with writing. I'm just comfortable with writing. You kept saying that throughout the class. Um, and I, I got from that that you were very comfortable with writing. <laughs> and so, and you were right, you were a writer. Um, and that was what you're going to do. Okay. And then as you transformed, how in the world? I would like to know because um, there was a point when I saw that you were doing the classes at the yoga studio. I almost fell over. But she's on drugs now. Yeah. I was like, no, I just knew you had overcome. And so I was very proud of that. So how did you do that? I practiced. In front of the mirror? I did practice in front of the mirror. Also, a few clients came to me specifically and said, you have helped me so much with this particular thing. Would you talk to these people? Would you come to my ladies group? Would you come to my studio? Mm. And I just knew that it was a turning point for me. I was either going to get on that couch and cuddle up with a blanket (laughs) and pretend like this wasn't happening, which I really, really wanted to do. Or I was going to move forward and make the future that I told myself I really wanted. And so I did one gig and I my voice shook and I forgot a couple things. And after it was over with, I asked the woman who I trusted in the audience, uh, you know, what did I do wrong? Help me get better. And she said, next time, look everybody in the eye and don't just look at your paper And when the air conditioner comes on, it's too noisy and we can't hear you. So just raise your voice. And I thought the next thing she would say is, also, you were terrible. (laughs) And um, she didn't. She was very complimentary. And most importantly, she told me how I helped her. And that is what emboldened me. Right. And, you know, the thing about that exact example is that is how most things are to move on. When you think of being a speaker, you think it terrifies you because it just seems so huge. It's like, I could never do that. But if you just take a step forward, you know, God makes the path for you. And your first group was a smaller group. And then you move from there. So it's not like, I mean, if I had said you need to be on the, speak on the Oprah Winfrey show, you would have run. I know you. I would have found that couch. (laughs) And so I think most people would, right? And so, but it's not, it doesn't work like that. So if you just take action, just take any action. And Justin Packshaw, the man who climbed Everest, the uh, British explorer we had on, he kept saying that, just take action, just step forward, move out, do it. I mean, I can put it so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's how you put it. Take action on your own behalf. Just move forward. And that's exactly right. That's the fourth step. Once you have defined for yourself 
And you know, you wake up the next morning and look at that post-it note on your mirror and say, I told myself the truth yesterday. I really do want to finish my degree. That is the person I want to be moving forward. I don't want to be the dropout anymore. Right. I'm going to be the person who has my degree. Once you verify with yourself truly what it is that you want, then the last step is to take action on your own behalf. And we talked about this in our in our chat last time. That's this is how all coaches end the session is what are you going to do next? Because if we don't take action, then the time you spent listening to this radio show or the time you spend listening to me doing one of my public speaking engagements, uh, it's just wasted time. It's just a whole lot of talk. If um, I know we're fun to listen to. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's not action tied to these intentions, then it's waste. It's, it's just a waste. So an action, in my case, it was not telling the story anymore. And so I'm just not going to tell it. And mm-hmm. so the first time the opportunity came and I didn't tell it, you know, I just listened and introduced myself and I am who I am. I don't have a story, right? You can meet people and not have a story. You just are and Beal. Mm-hmm. And I love life. And who are you? And they accept that. That's the coolest thing. And so the first time I did that, I was so proud of myself, right? And um, because it made me someone new. And that's the greatest thing about recreating yourself. Yes. You know, you can do that. And so being able to stop something, you know, people who want to be debt free, they just start looking at their debt and then figuring out which one am I going to pay first. And Dave Ramsey mentions, he says the lowest, the lowest, the smallest one first. Some people say the highest interest rate first, whatever. Just start. I, I actually like that idea better. The, the smallest, smallest one, the easiest, the low hanging fruit, well, the just, easiest. You feel better sooner because you meet your goal faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got one off the list, right? It's always good right. to check things off the list, especially for perfectionists like you. And so, <laughs> you know, you just start. And one of the things you have suggested is getting an automatic draft from your account for that credit card. Yes. Just start. Start. Just start. I coached a girl um, this last week, and we got to this section of the coaching. She was a new client, and she didn't realize I was going to lower the boom on her at the end. I seem like a super nice person, (laughs) but we got to the end, and I said uh, she was uh, considering she really, really wants to go to nursing school. And I said, well, the first thing you have to do is apply, and therefore you have to know what the deadlines are for the specific schools you want to attend. And I could see her beautiful little brain freaking out over that. And she said, but I, don't, I only have so much time, and these offices are only open during the work week, and I work. And I said, well, how about lunch? On your lunch break, could you call and find out? Just find out what these deadlines are, because you can't apply until you know when you have to apply. And it was so great because in that moment, she was afraid. She was afraid. And she wanted, I know there was a little part of her that wanted to crawl onto her own couch and just say, forget it. Uh, Maybe not nursing school. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. But instead, uh, the next day she emailed me and said, it didn't take as much time as I thought. And I have all of my deadlines for all the schools I want to apply to. And here they are in a little spreadsheet. Which is usually the way it is. It was, it was just such a beautiful moment to see her win. You know, she won. That's what we love about what we do. Yes. People get so excited. And, and it usually is an unknown fear that holds you back. Mm-hmm. I had a boy, a boy, let me correct myself, because he's, <laughs> he's 21 um, yesterday. And he kept talking about, you know, he wants to pass his classes and he wants to prove his parents wrong. And they, but I, you know, I said, what's holding you back? Well, you know, I just have had trouble getting my homework done. I'm just not motivated. That's a definition of yourself. I'm not motivated. And so when we went through it, I was like, well, what would, what is it that you want to be motivated to do today? And he said, well, I need to get my homework done. Well, which one do you need to get done first? And he said, oh, that would be government because I have it tomorrow. <laughs> I said, okay, I just need to go and pull it up and I have to pick a topic. And da, da, da. And I said, well, why don't we pull it up now? 
He said, uh, on, on my phone? Well, sure, can you do that? Well, yeah. So he pulled it up, and he got the assignment up, and he started reading it. And he said, um, well, it's just this. And I go, go ahead and read it. Because <laughs> his motivation was getting that. He hadn't even read it yet. And I knew that once he read it, he would know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so he read it to me, and I said, can you push print? We have a wireless printer. And so he said, yes. So we printed it, and I had my assistant brought it in. And she gave it to him, and he, she, she went back out, and he goes, I don't know why you think this is so hard. I know what to do. I don't need this. <laughs> and I said, exactly. And he, I said, so you know what to do now? And he goes, yeah, no problem. I have it. No problem. I said, well, how long it would take? I don't know, like 30 minutes. And, uh, and it's funny. I said, so then we're done. He's like, well, but we have more time. Can we do algebra? <laughs> and so he pulled up his algebra because his motivation was just to that, that wall that holds you back. It's mm-hmm. like this unknown fear, this thing that stops you from what you want, whatever that is, right? And so we, the procrastination may be for what you want to just start. So if you have someone that can just help you start – that's right. The next move towards your dreams. That's mm-hmm. what's so cool. You know? That's why, like you said, it. that's why it's so much fun to be a coach. It is. To help people get down the road like that. Uh, some other examples of this are if you, I have several clients in this spot right now, who feel as though they're always losers in love relationships. And they have decided, I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm done. But they want that connection. The next step for a couple of them has been to sign up for a dating service. Even that is hard. It's it's scary. It's scary. It's, it is scary. It terrifies me. And not only that, but then the next step is when you get invited to go on a date, you have to actually show up. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny that you say that because I've had... My, my poor clients hurt people. You know, they'll, they'll not show up. So you've had clients who set up dates and then they don't And then show up. they don't go. Well, and people think, God, they're so mean. I can't believe anybody would be that rude. It's but what they weird. don't understand is they are terrified. That's right. They are terrified. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that they're being rude. I mean, I guess they are being rude because they didn't show up. Mm-hmm. But they are terrified, and they're terrified of the person not liking them or they're not looking right or I need to lose some more weight. I've heard everything. What if I like them and they don't like me? Exactly. Yeah. Right. All those things. That, All those yeah, things. Yeah, that we go back to. And that, and that when you think of something for you that you would like to start and let go of, even something small, what do you think of? Well, I have been coaching for several years now. And as you've mentioned, I love writing. And I just recently have realized that the easiest way for me to get my information out there or one good way is to uh, publish, self-publish my coaching books. And there's, of course, part of me who thinks, oh, my gosh, I'm afraid of my own success. I'm afraid of what, how lots of people listening or reading. And what if they don't like what I have to say? What if mm-hmm. they think it's dumb? What if they is very similar to the public speaking thing? Mm-hmm. Letting my true voice be heard. This is another avenue for my voice. And uh, so if I'm going to take action, oh, I I wish y'all could see Anne right now. (laughs) She's looking at me saying, I am going to hold your feet to this fire. Next time I'll be asking you about this. Um, I am going to publish talks like this on Kindle Publisher. That is very exciting. It is exciting. So what's the first step? The first step I took last night. I watched I don't even know how many YouTube videos on the best ways to operate with Kindle Publisher. I love YouTube because of that. I mean, you can just, and Google, because you can, if you're trying to leave the past behind and move forward, you can actually watch about it on YouTube. You can watch mind movies about how other people have done it. Right. It is really, and not reinvent the wheel. No. And it's good. The good thing about the social media and things on the Internet is that whatever you have been stuck in and you want to release it, there's somebody out there that's done it. They were stuck there, too, and they've done it. 
And so you can Google it, okay? Letting my past go, releasing the past. Learning how to quit smoking. Yes. Um, the how I lost 20 pounds. I can't think, uh, I keep picking bad boyfriends. I mean, right. you can get this on Google. I don't know if you saw the um, Shopaholic movie. Yes. Um, I can't think of the whole name of it, but she was so funny because she was working, she started at that financial job. Mm-hmm. She had no idea what she was doing. And he said, you know, uh, anyway, gave her homework about credit cards and she Googled it. He goes, did you just Google that? This <laughs> is so funny. Okay, so I love Google. But you can, in YouTube, you can go see how to do it. There are people that are great coaches, you know, great counselors, great writers, and they've made videos about it. Um, Evan Carmichael um, loves helping people start businesses of any kind. There are people that want to help you out there. There's a CPA that's a comedian that I had on the show, and she's trying to help you be more social. If people want to leave that, I'm so shy, mm-hmm. or I'm just quiet, and leave that behind. There's so much out there. And it's so good, Penny, that you have been on. And I know that your life, you have overcome so many things. And um, help people do that. That. That is why I assumed, you have to understand, I didn't ask. I just assumed that when you, your whole coaching is what's next. Yes. You help people make that transition. I that do. is what you do. So how would people get a hold of you? They are welcome to call me directly on my business line at 214-793-1503 or email me at PennyRackley at Mac.com. That's P-E-N-N-Y-R-A-C-K-L-E-Y at Mac.com. Or go to my website, which is www.PennyRackley.com. Or you can come see me speak. I'm going to speak at Inspire Yoga Denton Studio October 1st. That's a Thursday at 7.15. And um, it's going to be great. That's wonderful. I think that Penny, more than anyone, helps you transition. So if you're in transition and you would like to change, hire Penny as your life coach. Oh, I love that, Anne. (laughs) Thanks for being here, Penny. And thank you guys for listening to Living Well. And we look forward to having you here next week. All right. Take care and live well. Thank you again for joining us. Living Well with Ann Beal airs live every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.